When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships. Pride and passion meet success. You got to love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for watching and listening to another live edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez. How's it going, Jerry? Woo. Man, it's Saturday, man. Just enjoying the enjoying the weekend. Man, just getting a little anxious here, man, waiting for, for football season to start. I mean, it's kind of it's been kind of unique, right? Trying to watch basketball, so a sport that I'm not too com- uh, familiar with. But, you know, as of late, I've been kind of cheering on the Suns. I know they lost recently, but... It's, you know, kind of one of those uh, nostalgic kind of things, right? Like, I mean, an old school team that came short of winning a championship. But anyways, you know, getting ready for a football season for sure, number one. Yeah, and then, well, the Suns and the Clippers actually have a game tonight, so we'll see what happens. Uh, blown out last last time by the Clippers against the Suns, so we'll see. All right, so uh, continuing our coverage on uh, offseason moves, uh, we're going to move on to the NFC East. And let's start talking about the New York Giants. So they re-signed Leonard Williams to three-year contract. They signed a highly coveted wide receiver from the Detroit Lions, Kenny Galladay, and also signed a quarterback from the Tennessee Titans, Dory Jackson, and also tied in Kyle Rudolph from the Minnesota Vikings. Jerry, what did you think of their offseason moves? Man, I mean, it's just one of those things. I think that right now, I I think overall the Giants – they, they they have an old school general manager in place who still understands the fund the fundamentals right as far as building a team. I think that you know resigning Leonard Williams because I mean they did give up a lot of draft capital to get him, so it was very important for them to keep him and not lose him in the, in, in the off season for uh, for them to do that. And then 
you know, come around the draft, but they, they actually, it was the first time in Dave Gettleman's history that he ever traded back with yeah. the unique. And, you know, they got, they got, they got paid pretty, pretty well. You know, I think next year they have a first round pick and they were able to move back a couple spots. Uh, they were a- actually able to add right to Darius Tony, uh, uh, a uh, Ujulari, the, the, uh, stud, uh, outside linebacker for Georgia Bulldogs. So I think overall this team is still, uh, they're still in a process as far as building it up, but it looks like the Giants are definitely focusing on adding all the right key pieces um, as far as to help Daniel Jones succeed. And that's the big, that's the big thing right now. I mean, we have Daniel Jones and I mean, we got fans already putting him on the hot seat. So it's a very, it's a, it's a very unique situation with the Giants entering the 2021 season. Had they done enough, I think that they've added some key pieces in some key places, but it all, it's all going to ride on Saquon's uh, health. If he can stay healthy for a whole season. I mean, we've all seen Saquon. I mean, Saquon looks like an Adrian Peterson out there. I mean, I mean, I mean, he looks like he looks like he could be a historical running back if he could stay healthy. And if he could stay healthy, that'll take a lot of pressure off of Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, like you said, how would have Galladay, uh, Rudolph, uh, Kadarius Tony, not to mention other wide receivers uh, still in place. Darius Slayton. Uh, yeah. And then, and then they they did help out the offensive line the year before. So, I mean, overall, we're talking about a very young team. And you still got a coaching staff that's trying to gel and come together with Joe Judge and Jason Garrett. Uh, so, you know, the Giants overall, I think their their moves were good. I don't think that they're impactful, though. And I still see that the Giants, I foresee them, man, I kind of foresee them finishing last in the NFC East division. In fact, I, I, I could give them a record of maybe 5-12. and 12. I could see them with a 5-12 and 12 record. Yeah, I mean, question number one is going to be health for this team. Obviously, they struggled with that last year, even with Daniel Jones, too. He had a thumb injury. Um, Saquon coming back off that torn ACL. Uh, but is Daniel Jones a franchise quarterback for the New York Giants? That's the biggest question, right, going into year two of Joe Judge uh, being the head coach there. Uh, we'll see. And then also Evan Ingram. He had a lot of drops last year, so hence that they signed Kyle Rudolph, tied in from the Minnesota Vikings. So to me, it's kind of like we got to see some more from Evan Ingram as well. No, yes. I mean, I think that it's been every year people calling him out, even on fantasy football. I mean, people have been, you know, asking him to give them give them a good season, man. Please, right? And it's, if it's if it's not drops, it's 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 health with him as well. But yes, is Daniel Jones? I think that that's a great question. Is Daniel Jones a franchise quarterback? And man, I mean, he has all the intangibles as far as size, height, and athleticism. Even though we saw him. What was it, break a, a 70-yarder at the end? Tripped yeah, up. he tripped up, he, I guess, over a ghost or something. And uh, <laughs> the, the, What did they say? It's it's the black cat. Uh, yeah, it was a Monday Night Football game, right? Yeah. So, yeah. The black, the, so uh, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things, man. I think that, oh, man, we could see the athleticism, especially with that run that he pulled off. He almost had the, he almost had the touchdown. But, you know, getting back to it, the Giants are still – Maybe a season, maybe two seasons out from actually be being contention, and I could be completely wrong because things could just flip. I mean, at any moment it could just flip. Yeah. I mean, Saquon could just go berserk, put up twelve hundred yards rushing. That helps Daniel Jones get into a flow of things. 
help Ganny, uh, Ganny, uh, Kenny Galladay just become a uh, – we've seen what, what he could do and, and maybe even allow Tony and Darius Slayton and Kyle Rudolph to get going. I mean, things to change, but right now, from what I see, I don't really see that. I mean, we, we still need we still need a little bit more from Joe Judge. We still need to see uh, is he trying to establish his identity or that Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells identity. Well, let me ask you something. Uh, since we're talking about the New York Giants, do you feel like Daniel Jones is their franchise quarterback? Oof, man, that's thank you for putting me on the spot. On that. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I like I like what I see in Daniel Jones. I do. I, um, however, I do not see him as a franchise quarterback, and but, that's just my that's just my cup yeah. of tea. that's my cup of tea. I'm sorry. Uh, I think with Daniel Jones, I think that sometimes. Uh, when you look at him, especially on film, it's it's like how can you not hear the edge rushers that are right there, uh, and and you know the thing is that he holds the ball way too long, way too long. He takes unnecessary hits. I mean, he's gonna get himself hurt out there. So, you know, I, I think that with a franchise quarterback, you want somebody that can play to his strengths and work on the things that he cannot work on. Be quiet about it, right? Don't tell anybody yeah. what you're doing. It. Just work on it, man. Just Get in the gym, you know, do your workouts. Hey, after the gym, go work out with your wide receivers. Get better with your timing. Get down with your anticipation and, you know, uh, get down with your coach, you know, work with your coach. And I think that, that you can actually, you know, you can actually work your way and become a franchise quarterback. Look at Tom Brady. People people said he was the most uh, – he wasn't even a draftable quarterback. The Patriots drafted him, what, sec- sixth in the sixth round? Yeah, and what did he do? He just he just studied his game. He perfected his game. He became a great quarterback, and now he is what the greatest of all time. Yeah, I, I, yeah. He's only a seven time uh, Super Bowl champion, so I mean, not much, right? Enough said. I'm, yeah, uh, enough said. I mean, uh, along with the uh, Super Bowl MVP and league, yeah, MVP. all that other kind of stuff, record breaking quarterback, all that yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, so. So All right, Daniel Jones can do that. He could have that same effect. I mean, he's a first rounder. Yeah, it's expected. But to me, I just think that man, Daniel Jones. New York is a tough crowd, man. You got to have a you got to have a chip on your shoulder to be a quarterback in that it, in that city. And and I think that um, Dave Gettleman's like you know if he's going to get fired or extended, he's going to have to do a lot with Daniel Jones. That's his quarterback he drafted. and He's going to go down with him. It was man. that's his quarterback, man. All right, let's go ahead and move it along to the Washington football team. So there is a new sheriff in town at quarterback. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick signed with the Washington football team this offseason. Also, uh, the Washington football team signed quarterback William Jackson the third, uh, wide receiver Curtis Samuel, and wide receiver Adam Humphreys. Jerry, what would you think of your offseason moves? And this is outstanding moves. I mean, last year that defense was – I mean, it's still young defense, but then with Chase Young, that defense came to life, and at the at the end, they started. I mean, even though with the quarterback curse all they had last year, that thing was crazy, man. Kyle yeah. Allen, what was it? Kyle Allen, and then Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, and then got yeah. cut. Yeah. Alex Smith, and then Tyler Heineke, right? Or yeah, I said right. Yeah. Well, anyways, so I mean, even with all that, they still managed to get into the playoffs, which was amazing. I think that that defense is legit. It's a legit defense. Uh, you know, potential of having that top five, maybe even top two kind of edge, especially with the additions that they had on um, this off season. Yeah. And, and then, like you said, you bring in Ryan Fitzmagic, right? 
It's so it's it's either fits magic or fits tragic. So <laughs> it's either it's one of the two. We just don't know yeah. which one. Yeah, and look, okay, so look, if anything, they've they've solidified the quarterback position. You got you got Ryan who was with the Dolphins last year. Um man, Ryan is Ryan, man. Like you said, he sometimes he can put up some gaudy numbers and get you some crazy wins. But when he goes cold, man, he goes cold. And that's the thing that the Reds that that's the only thing that what right now is keeping the Redskins from being the favorite in the NFC East. But overall, this team looks scary, especially if they're able to get a franchise type quarterback for the future. I think that this team right here is a team to reckon for uh, reckon with, right? Because I mean, l- let's look at it. I mean, I think the Cowboys have what five championships. Um, you have the um, the Giants have four championships, and the uh, Redskins have three, and the Eagles have one. I believe that's how it goes. Yep. So this would be this would be a a great interesting storyline for the future. It would have been amazing to see them do something similar to what the Chicago Bears did, you know, as far as moving up uh, and and putting and you know putting some draft assets to go and get themselves a Justin Fields. I mean, can you imagine the Justin Fields of that defense, man? I'll tell you this, man. They have a, a top. They have a great running back in Antonio Gibson. Well, he looks like he has the potential of being a great running, uh, becoming a great running back. Yeah, and then. You got scary Terry McLaurin, right, out of Ohio State. That that young man looks like a – I mean, he looks like a legit superstar wide receiver. And then you add Curtis Samuel aside from him. Literally, Ryan Fitzpatrick has all the tools there. So, I mean, if anything, if, if we want to see the Washington football team, you know, be the actual leaders of the East, it all – going to on this one, it's going to ride all on, on Ryan Fitzpatrick's arm and, and mine. Yeah, and then, well, last year, look, this team had a lot of distractions from the name change to Dwayne Haskins, so who's going to play quarterback, Ron Rivera dealing with cancer. There was a lot going on, especially with uh, with Dan Snyder being, you know, there just a lot of things going on. So yeah. I think this year, I mean, I think Ron Rivera did an excellent job coaching this team last year. You know what? I have to agree with you there. I mean, it was it was a great season overall, 2020 for them. Ron Rivera obviously understood, hey, man, the, the strength of the defense is this. We're going to move in this direction, and they've been slowly uh, building this team. I believe they they, they selected a, a a linebacker in the first round, Jameen Davis, out of uh, I believe he's out of Kentucky. I mean, they they just continue to to add key pieces, and they didn't put up with anybody's uh, BS and yeah uh, last year. So this is truly Ron Rivera and what is it, Marty uh, Minihay's uh, team. So yeah, this team right now. They have the potential of being the, the, the NFC East champ, champs right now and for the future, the way the team is built. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, an offseason with no distractions, it looks like this this year, I, you know, it can do the team a lot of well. So we'll see what uh, ends up happening with the Washington football team. I almost said Redskins. They're not the Redskins anymore. <laughs> the Washington football team. All right, moving along to the Philadelphia Eagles, the most – Dramatic team in this division, especially this offseason. So we all know the quarterback situation, Carson Wentz, being traded to the Indianapolis Colts. So it looks like this is uh, Jalen Hurts' team moving forward. Uh, we saw them uh, get rid of Doug Peterson, which is you know a surprising move, and uh, hire Nick Sirianni, uh, the former offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. Jerry, what did you think of their offseason moves? I mean, overall, 
Eagle, the Eagles are in a tough situation right now. I think that they have all the right players. They have they have the right players in in place. I think they're going to get a, an offensive line that's fully healthy, right? I mean, from the offensive guard Brandon Brooks uh, to their offensive tackle. The, this team is never healthy, Jerry. Uh, health has been one of the question, biggest Andrew, question marks. They're going to get Andre D- uh, Dillard, Lane Johnson back. Uh, you put that with Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen Hurts, even though he was running for his life in a lot of plays last year, man, he looked. He looked like the game was not too big for him, and that's what you want to see in a quarterback. And, uh, I mean, we weren't expecting to see him start so early. We weren't expecting to see him start, period. Yeah. Right? He looked like a projection, you know, a, t- a guy that you're going to bring him in and, uh, slowly. Uh, but, man, the I guess the the writing was on the wall. They, they were done with Carson Wentz and, and the head coach, too. So – this is a the, the the Eagles right now. Even with all their offseason moves, I think that they're great offseason moves. They were able to go up there. They even traded with the in in division rivals with the Cowboys, right? And they're able yeah. to get the Devontae Smith, the Heisman winning wide receiver, who everybody wants to knock him because I think size. He's, I think he weighs what one hundred and seventy five, six like one hundred and sixty pounds, one hundred sixty five. He doesn't weigh a lot. Whatever the weight is, right? Yeah. But he, he's he's clearly over six feet tall, but it's his weight. It's the it's the it's the issue. But I'll tell you this much right now. You add him with Jalen Rager, which is last year's wide receiver yeah. that they select in the first round. That and then you bring back that offensive line, and then you still have your two tight ends, even though one of them you don't know what you're gonna do with right now. Yeah. Still you got Dallas, you got uh Dallas Goddard, right? Yeah, uh, at tight end, this offense still has the potential to put up a good fight week in and week out. Now, the only uphill battle that I was talking about or referring to here is Nick Sirianna, uh, Sirianni, Sirianni. I'm sorry. Now, it looks like what what the Eagles and I've mentioned this in the past ha- are trying to do here is they 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 like what the Colts did as far as offense and defensively. Yeah, and that's why they went and got. They brought in Nick Sirianni, and they brought in, I believe, the uh, defensive. Uh, they 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 brought in uh, one of the defensive member, uh, defense staff members from the Colts, and I th- I feel like they're trying to replicate what they have yeah. with the Colts coaching staff now. So this is kind of like where it becomes an uphill battle because now you're gonna have to turn around, change some terminology around. I mean, a lot of it's not too far off. Nick Sirianni looked. I don't know how how how. I mean, we we read about it, right? That yeah. had a great relationship with the quarterback and all that. But I don't know how many call, how many actual calls he play. I mean, how many offensive play calls he called because and, and, you know Frank Wright, and we know this that he was the one that was calling the plays in exact, exactly. with Philip Rivers. So so in this case, I mean, we're seeing. And let's go back to the uh, to the basketball reference real quick. Uh, and let's let's go back. Uh, right, I'm so enamored with the Suns. I'm sorry. Um, they're fun team to watch. It's a fun team to watch, but even though they beat my Lakers, all good. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. But let's go back to that play. It was a crazy play. It was two games ago, it, and they won. That, the alley oop. The alley oop. If you hear the coach, he's telling he's telling he told Jameson Crowder to. Pitch the ball in, and he's telling the uh, I forget the name of the player that actually dunked it. He tells Andre Aiden, yeah. He just told him just dunk the ball. Yeah. He literally, he literally, you can go back and watch the coach telling this to the team. So it just goes hand in hand. Let's go back to bring it back on subject, right? 
if you have your if you have the right you know player personnel yeah you have the right coaching staff you there's the the i mean literally you can literally win a championship in the nfl so the eagles are in a tough situation i i I it's kind of hard to see them. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I I feel that they're going to they're going to they're going to win third third place in this division. Uh they're going to have a record of 8 8 and 9, which is pretty good. Um I just feel that right now that's just one of those things where Eagle fans are going to have to be patient and kind of and trust the process that the the Howie Roseman has in place with Nick Sirianni. Yeah, and and I mean, look, we knew Carson Woods was going to be traded. We knew he wasn't going to stay with the Eagles, but we were surprised though that they did fire Doug Peterson after only winning the Super Bowl two years ago, right? It was huge. Was yes, huge. and then I mean, let's be honest: who was thinking Nick Sirianni was going to get this job? It's insane. nobody. It, I mean, I, I don't even think he was mentioned. No, he wasn't mentioned. Yeah, and it was a surprise. I mean, the way it, they, I think it was like a Tuesday they hired him, where we're like, who's Who's Nick Sirianni? Yeah, no disrespect, no, Nick Sirianni, if you're listening to the podcast, but we just didn't know who you were. <laughs> I mean, we all asked that. It was like a Tuesday, I believe. I still remember the day. It was like, wow, that was fast. You know what I mean? You would have yeah. thought, thought that there were the ties with Andy Reid and, and, and Bellamy. Maybe Bellamy would have yeah. had the opportunity to take over Lee. But no, we're going to have to wait another year for Eric Bellamy. Uh, uh, for, uh, Eric B. Enemy. Yep. Eric B. Enemy to uh, to become a, a, a head coach in the NFL. But yeah, man. I mean, the Eagles are one of those teams. I yeah. that's why I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I, I still think that they can actually, you know, come away with some crazy yeah. wins. I mean, they they still have some key pieces on defense and on on offense. They just got to get the coaching staff and the players on the same boat to to be actual a force in the NFC East. Yeah, and they added some depth too at the running back position with Carryon Johnson coming over from the Detroit Lions. Um, look, Jalen Rieger, he was hurt most of the year last year. So, I mean, you could say that this year they have two, uh, you know, first, yeah, two rookies, you know, starting. So we'll see. I mean, with the Eagles, I mean, a lot of questions is Jalen Hurts going to be the quarterback of the future moving forward? Uh, I did forget to mention they signed Joe Flacco, uh, former Super Bowl champion. I mean, I don't think he's going to push him for the job, yeah. but you never know. We've seen crazier things. So, uh, with it's, that, be- it's, it's kind of hard to, to, yeah. to say that Jalen Hurts is the actual quarterback of the, excuse me, of the future, right? Because the thing, the thing is, is once they found out that the Jets are going to select Zach Wilson, they traded back with the Dolphins. So, it, yeah, and that's important to uh, to note too is that they that's wanted to draft, yeah, they wanted to draft Wilson. So. Interesting is you know to see how uh, how the Eagles do this year. One of the most interesting teams in this division. But look, this division is crazy. We've seen you know a, not a consistent winner these last couple of years either. So yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and last but not least, let's go ahead and talk about uh, I guess you can call them America's team, uh, America, Dallas Cowboys. America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Right, every year is the Dallas Cowboys year to win the championship, and you know what? Why stop it now? 2021 is a year for the Cowboys to win the championship. Yes. All right. And uh, so we saw Dak, <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott uh, obviously had that horrible uh, horrible injury. Oh, but he got a new contract. So he doesn't have to worry about the contract anymore. Um, you know, they changed up the defensive coordinator. They got rid of Nolan. Uh, they brought in the former head coach of the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And um, why does his name escape me? Dan, Dan, uh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, I'm sorry, I forget his name. I, I just know he blew a lead in the Super Bowl. That's all I remember at this point. 
they brought in a couple of safeties actually from the Falcons as well. And uh, Keanu Neal. And then also it was a uh, DeMonte Kazi. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, look, you're the Cowboys fan, Jerry. So what'd you think of their offseason moves? I'll let you take over this one. Oh man, <laughs> man, look, I- I'll tell you this much right now. I love the fact that they paid Dak. I think that he's, the- he is well deserved of this contract. I think, you know, he never made the contract an issue. Um, even though the offseason he stayed firm, right? But, but I mean, it's just one of those things. And he banked on himself, and you know, for him to 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 have that gruesome injury, but still be a fighter in the offseason and be able to put through it. I mean, we've been seeing some tape of him being able to make some, you know, the throws that he was making last season, just driving off of that foot. I mean, it looks healthy. It looks great. I mean, aside from Let's revisit 2020 real quick. Where aside from the offensive struggles, right? Uh, that in 2020, the defense had its struggles, especially on the rush defense. That I mean, they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop a, a running. They couldn't stop the. They couldn't stop the ball, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're. I think they're. I think the the the, the number was like they were allowing like 160 yards per game. So that you never want to see that, especially on defense. And, you know, I think that after that injury, I mean, I don't want to give any excuses, but you can kind of see the, the, morale, well, the morale. Yeah, it's tough. It was. And then you they, they bounced around also with some with some quarterbacks that, I mean, people thought Andy Dalton would have been a great – I mean, he he did – he was serviceable, but, you know, we looked, yeah. we looked at it. I mean, they had some struggles with, with uh, Danucci and Gilbert. It's all Gucci with the Nucci. That was the same right that was uh, out there for like about a week. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was but, not Gucci with them. So, so like I said, the 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 Cowboys this offseason, I mean, they took care of business. They signed Dak long term. Relief. It, it, it it's a big relief for all the Cowboy fans out there. Uh, when we look at it, they they you know they made the 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 trade on the draft tonight. They went down from 10 to 12. They selected Micah Parsons, the stud linebacker out of Penn State, who actually sat out uh, due to the, the, COVID, the, the COVID situation. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people did not get to see him play. So a lot, a lot of the tape that we're going off of was the 2019 season. And I'll tell you this. I mean, Micah Parsons has an edge and an attitude to his game, and he has a swagger that the Cowboys have not had. And, um, yeah, I, I think that Jerry Jones kind of said, you know what, I'm tired of this. This this defense is kind of soft, and let's bring in some t- some guys that are tough and fast and can, you know, they get they see ball, get ball, and, and destroy the ball, right? And I think that that's exactly what they're gaining in Michael Parsons. And I think that um, from what I've been seeing, from what I have been seeing all over, I mean, Dak looks good. That Dak looks great. Zeke yeah. looks like he's in great shape this offseason. Man, this offseason, if if this offense can stay healthy, because we're they're getting back both offensive tackles, um, including Zach Martin, all healthy, then you're getting back Zeke, who looks phenomenal. I mean, I I don't know. Have you seen the videos of Zeke? Yeah, and you know, obviously last year we all know that he had issues holding on to the ball, which I believe that was one of his main focuses this offseason was to cut some weight and then uh, you know, make sure he doesn't fumble the ball. So I, I, I just love the energy because if you if you kind of follow the energy, I mean it, it, it all started with Dak. I mean, Dak is kind of like that 
Dak kind of like it looks like Dak kind of like sat down and talked to everybody like, hey man, we're all getting older. I, I don't think we can be playing games anymore. Let's 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 get focused in, right? And it's cool because look at this little bit of a ripple effect. Now going back to what we were saying, the defense kind of the, the especially the rush defense was the actual the actual like the blood it was the cut that that they could not stitch up, they couldn't stop the bleeding. Uh Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderish, uh, Leighton Vanderish dealing with the with the neck injury. Yeah. Jalen Smith just being in the wrong situation, in the wrong gaps. I mean, it was just a mess with the defensive coordinator. Uh it, it was just wow, it was just insane. But it looks like Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and my and Will McClay just had enough with it and just said, you know what? We need some attitude. Let's get Michael Parsons. They drafted Michael Parsons. They got Kelvin Joseph, who a lot of people said he has a bunch of red flags, but you know what? He's a he's a cornerback with attitude that has all the intangibles to be an actual a a, a starting caliber. Yeah. You know, a starting caliber that can lock down your your, your number one and number two uh, wide receiver. And then later on, they 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 got Jabril Cox, another another linebacker. So yeah. When I look at it, it looks like the Cowboys put Leighton Vanderish and uh, Jalen Smith on notice, man. I, I think that if anything, right now, if the if Dan Quinn, and which I've been seeing, Dan Quinn is out there. I mean, literally lining up with the defense and you know showing technique, actually coaching. From what I've been hearing, is they've actually been bringing in uh, the rookies after after the veterans leave and they allow the, the rookies to ask questions about gap assignments about, you know, you know, yeah. the, the simplifying it for, for, for these rookies. So overall, I, it's, it's not so much about it's our year to win. It's overall, I, it's, it's about a team finally coming together uh, and, and saying like, you know what, let's start listening to our coaches and let's get, let's get these championship. And I, and I feel that right now with all these pieces they have added, they had a great offseason. I feel that the Cowboys are right now they're the favorite to win the NFC East. I mean, I have them first in the division with a record of 12 and 5. Of course, a lot of this has to stay healthy. We saw what happened with no Dak last year. Yeah. And and then, you know, talking about the no Dak last year, I think the Cowboys were taught a lesson of yeah. how important Dak was to the team. So uh, moving forward, obviously injuries are a big part of it. If they can stay healthy, uh, I can see them for sure winning this division. Man, a lot of a lot of people saw how important Dak was, even the Dak haters, right? Because I mean, yeah, even with <laughs> you know, even with even with the actual, even with Cowboy fans, you still have diehard Cowboy fans. You have people that just don't like Dak as a quarterback, but they appreciate him now. All right, so uh, we got a question from YouTube from Christy Marie. Thank you so much for chiming in. Hi guys, how do you see the NFC West shaking out? Uh, we actually talked about the NFC West a couple Everybody. podcast episodes ago. Uh, just kind of recapping. Well, look, obviously, uh, the to me, Jerry, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but I think the Rams are the heavy favorites just with the with the move of uh, acquiring Matthew Stafford. Uh, they did sign uh, Deshaun Jackson. I don't know how the Rams keep on getting draft picks that they can just trade away, but they find a way to do so. So, I mean, to me, their defense is stacked. Offense is looking well. Cam Akers, you know, had his coming out party last year. To me, I think the Rams are the favorite to win that division. Yeah, I, I, and I believe I, I had the Rams number one. I had the Rams number one, and I had the Seahawks number two. And, and the Cardinals, I actually had the Cardinals finishing last because I feel that the, the 49ers are, are getting their entire team healthy. 
And man, I mean, they added some they added some firepower in the offseason. And uh yeah, if Jimmy G's not ready to go, they got a young stud quarterback in Trey Lance who looks like the future. I've seen him zip the ball around this uh, this in these mini camps and I like what I'm seeing. It looks like he's just going to continue to grow. I think that for the future, the 49ers are going to run the West. And uh, yeah, man, the 49ers have that potential to be in uh, in Super Bowl contention year in, year out from this year going forward. But right now, I still I still have the Rams and the Seahawks right there, 1A, 1B. So Rams 1A, Seahawks 1B, 49ers are, are in uh, 2A, and the Cardinals are 2B. So it's kind of a it's a very tough it's a very yeah. tough uh, division, but. It's one of the more fun ones to watch in the NFL. Yeah, and to me, it's probably the most competitive division in you know, football. I mean, look, with the Niners, obviously we know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback. Them drafting Trey Lance, a lot of people were surprised. Even our friend Matt Miyoko, I mean, he was kind of saying, hey, I think Justin Fields should be the guy. Yeah. But for whatever reason, and there's a lot of rumors, Kyle Shanahan wanted to draft Mac Jones, scouting department, and a general manager, John Lynch, wanted to draft Trey Lance. Obviously, that ended up happening, so... Um, this team, it uh, looks like they're, you know, getting loaded. Um, they're trying to get this team ready for Trey Lance. So it's either going to be sooner or later. Uh, it all depends on Jimmy G. Can he stay healthy? Um, can he not turn the ball over? Can he pass the ball to his wide receivers when they're open? I don't know a lot of it. And then also with the Arizona Cardinals, look, this is one of the, the teams that was most uh, active during free agency. Um, and we'll see. I mean, they, they got J.J. Watt. They signed A.J. Green. We'll see if he has anything left in the gas tank. Uh, look, Kyler Murray towards the end of the year, he was he went he was kind of going down. I guess you can say performance wise. I know he was dealing with an injury, but you cannot lose to the third string quarterback in a game. You have to win to make the playoffs. So, and we know what the Seattle Seahawks are. That's Russell Wilson's team, but they're not helping him at all. So, and then Jamal Adams, he's going to sit out. He's not going to go to training camp until he gets a new contract. You waste a lot of draft picks. You waste a lot of money. So, I mean, we don't know. I say this right now. They, they, the, the West probably has the best quarterbacks right now in the NFL. I mean, I want to, I want to give credit where credit is due, right? I mean, you're talking about, uh, we're, we're, we're talking, and I, and I understand Trey Lance still hasn't played a, a day, a, a down in the NFL. Yeah. But, I mean, look at it. Russell Wilson, uh, Matt Stafford, and uh, Kyler Murray, those guys can win you a game. And we saw Kyler Murray pull a game out of nowhere right with a yeah. miraculous catch with to deandre hopkins so they have the, the the pieces in place i just feel that they're still meshing and uh, the cardinals i'm saying they're, yeah. they're still meshing with the with the actual coaching staff and the player personnel so it's going to be interesting it's it's still going to be interesting I, like i said i i do see the cardinals uh finishing last um in in that division and the 49ers are going to be putting up a fight all the way all all season long and Rams and Seahawks, watch out. Yeah, and then look, staying with the NFC West, a couple things, a couple, couple things I want to point out. So Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, this is a huge year for him. I think if they do not make the playoffs, he's going to be out of a job, and they're going to bring in someone else. Also, the other thing, Sean McVay in the offense of the Rams, I don't think he's been able to fully open the playbook to what he likes to do just because he was kind of limited with Jared Goff's arm. Now he's got a quarterback that can really you know, throw the ball downfield, I think we're going to see a whole new offense from the Rams, so that's why I like them to win the division. True. Uh, yes, but let's go ahead and uh, go back real quick to the NFC East, and uh, let's recap your divisional winners. Let's start. Let's start off actually with your last team, and then go up to first. 
Yeah, right now I'm gonna have to give the uh, even though this is a a, a toss up right here, I'm gonna go ahead and say Giants in this case because a lot of it has to fall on the Giants are gonna finish last in the actual NFC East division. You know, I can kind of see them like I told, like I said earlier, um, with a record of five and twelve. A lot of it has to ride on Saquon Barkley. He's gonna have to carry the the load of the. You know, he's going to have to carry the load of, of the offense and defense. You know what I mean? Because if you can keep your defense – what's the one way you can keep your defense off of the field? Got to run the ball. Got to run the ball. So, and what's one way to, to help from defense teeing off on your quarterback? Got to run the ball. Got to run the ball. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, I, I, I'm not saying that the Giants completely stink. They have, they have some nice pieces, I think, for the future. It's gonna be interesting to see the Giants what they can do, but right now they're they're last in the East. And then uh, finishing third, I have the Eagles. Eagles again, another interesting situation. But we're talking about a new coaching staff that needs to get their team up to speed. They have all the pieces in place to be a competitive uh, team, especially what, what uh, if we take twenty twenty season into consideration. You know, I think it was a toss up almost almost what all three teams were in, in, in some way, some fashion yeah. were able to pull away with the East. But you know, I think that now with you know, twenty twenty behind us and COVID you know, the, the, the COVID protocols getting behind us, I think a full off seasons and whatnot, I think a lot of these players are able to get their their, their feet underneath them and ready for the season. Uh, so, but still, the Eagles—they, like I said, they—they they just need that coaching staff to gel with that, with, with, you know, with the, the players they have. Yeah. So I kind of, I can still see them putting up a fight. I see them with a record of uh, about eight and nine, I want to say. Uh, and watch out, Devontae Smith's gonna have a monster year. He's gonna, he's gonna have that Justin Jefferson effect. Even rookie with, of the year. I, I, he, yes, I, I'm calling it our rookie of the year, even at 165 pounds. All right, June 26, 2021, Jerry says Devontae Smith will be Rookie of the Year. Hey, and pick him up on your fantasy football team, man. I'll tell you right now, he's going to make it look good. And it's going to take him like two, three weeks, but don't just hold him on your roster. Trust me. Um, Washington football mm-hmm. team, man. I think that right, a lot of it is is riding on the actual wash on, on, the, on the shoulders and the throwing arm of Ryan Fitzpatrick. This is a very scary situation sometimes, right? Because what did you say? Ryan fits magic. Fits magic or fits tragic. Either oh. one, but you're gonna get you're gonna get one of them. I like it. You're talking about a gritty, a, you know, one of the grittiest uh, quarterbacks that we've ever seen play in the NFL of of recent, right? And uh, I mean, this guy will go out there and get you. You know, he'll he'll mess around, throw throw 350 uh, yards. Uh, passing and three yeah. touchdowns right and maybe a pick or two and then sometimes he'll throw 500 yards and five picks you know what i mean so yeah. it's just one of those things that it's it when he's hot he's hot and when he's cold he's really cold so i mean i know that we all like cold pizza from time to time but it's all right when you're <laughs> when you're talking about when you're talking about you know uh playing in the nfl you gotta you gotta be on point you, the last person that you want making the mistake on your team is your quarterback, and I feel that even with with that being said, even with that tough defense, you know I can foresee the Washington Football Team being the one that can actually be pushing the the uh, number one team now. And uh, I do see Washington Football Team, uh, you know, if not with a uh, if not nine and eight, maybe a little bit better than that. 
but let's talk about the number one team. I have Dallas Cowboys, man. I'm I'm not saying Super Bowl this year. <laughs> no, you're too late. You already did. At the beginning <laughs> well, of the show. Okay, well, let me re- let, let me let me uh rephrase that. So we're getting we're getting like I said, if this defensive coordinator can get the the defense on par to the play calls that he's gonna have them and put them in place to succeed, and the offensive line can stay healthy and Zeke can get going and Dak, wow man, I mean the sky is the limit. I mean, not only are we talking about NFC East champions, we're talking about real contenders, real contenders in the playoffs. And and that's where that that's where it may end, right? Because this is a team that has very limited time in the playoffs, so they don't understand the energy. But if they can get on, go on a run and just continue that run, they could be strong a strong team in the playoffs this this season. I see. Yeah. Yeah, last, so last year, last year I didn't see it. I didn't, I, I didn't see it personally. I just didn't see it. Uh, the year before that, I didn't see it either. But this, this year, just it just feels a little different. So I got the the Eagles being last, um, okay. just because new coach Jalen Hurts. I mean, we just we just don't know, right? There's a lot of things that could happen. Uh, new York Giants being third. Um, I do see Daniel Jones taking a step uh, ahead. I guess you could say in that offense. Uh, the second team. Look, I'm kind of. I'm going to say the Washington football team, but I think they might end up winning the division. I, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. Chase Young will win defensive player of the year uh, this year coming up. And, but the, and look, the Cowboys should win the division. But we've said this multiple times over the last couple of years. So will they or will they not? I mean, it, it all depends on health and also Dak's play. How's he going to come off, you know, coming coming off the injury, how's he going to play? They have a tough week one matchup against that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. But if they stay healthy, they should win the division. I'm so stressed out about that game because it's like if they win that, Cowboys Nation is going to go crazy, man. That's a Super Bowl win for the Cowboy Nation. You know what I mean? And I just hope that the players, if they do, you know, come away with that with that dub, I I truly hope they're able to get refocused and get back on on track, right? And get back get get back to to week two, right? That's just going to be a nutso game. Yeah. All right, Jerry, before we end this uh, episode, uh, any final thoughts? No, um, no, I'm just looking forward to uh, getting, um, well, first I want to say thank you for tuning in, right? Uh, yeah. But looking forward to talking to AFC, uh, getting to the AFC a little bit. I think that there's a lot of great teams out there that, um, that I, I know I'm going to be keeping an eye out for. So uh, let's let's get back to work. See you yeah. Guys. Yeah. So, Chris and Marie, thank you so much for chiming in. And, and of course, if you guys have any questions, any comments, go ahead and you know, leave them there on the comment section. We'll go ahead and read them out loud, answer your questions. Uh, thank you, everyone, out there listening and watching. Uh, moving on, we're going to move on to the uh, AFC conference, and we're going to start off with the AFC West. So catch us next Saturday as we'll keep on reviewing these divisional moves. It's almost football season, people. Get excited. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for watching. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. 
I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. ElectroCast. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast.